to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, and welcome to Inner Bloom. My name is Ambrosia Matthews, and with me is Alexa Hauser. Hello. On this podcast, what you're about to hear may startle you. So please put on your seatbelt and buckle up and get ready to bloom. I don't know where we were going with that. Yeah, I don't know either, but I liked where it was going, and then I didn't know what to do with it. So I was like, (laughs) shit. We created this, and now what do we do with it? And now the hot potato. I'm just gonna pass it to you, and yeah. hope you know what to do with it. Exactly, wow. hot potato. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What's up? Happy Friday. Well, Woo-hoo. it's not Friday when this is coming out, but we're recording this on a Friday, so happy Friday and happy Monday at the same time. Happy every day. Yeah, <laughs> happy every day. <laughs> that sure wasn't what we were saying in the beginning of this week. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, it was not. but there you go so much can change in just a few days yes yes it can just a few short days and your whole energy can shift because you are willing to have difficult conversations (laughs) or uncomfortable conversations uncomfortable conversations yeah so um you like that segue yeah i did (laughs) very nice segue um yeah so ambrosia and i have been This theme of uncomfortable conversations has been coming up, um, and we were talking about it the other day, and we're like, this would be a very nice podcast episode topic, because um, sometimes in life, especially when you're, you're pushing your boundaries and you're expanding into new territory, especially if you're like stepping up into some sort of leadership or you're taking any ownership of something or you're starting a business... You have to have some there are there are times when you have to have or you should be having uncomfortable conversations with people meaning conversations that make you yourself feel uncomfortable because they're subjects that aren't really that great to talk about like maybe you have to tell someone that they're not doing things the way that you, you like them. it. Yeah, you want them done or maybe you have to have a conversation about money. Or maybe you have to have a conversation about what else could be uncomfortable. Uh, sex. Sure. Okay. Sex. Yeah. We just sex. went there, huh? Yeah. That's true. Sex. Yeah. In your relationship, maybe you have to have a conversation about what's working and not working. Yeah. Um, emotionally. Oh, friendships and that relationship with emotionally what's working and not working. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, the two of us have had to get really comfortable with uncomfortable conversations recently because w- with each other, 
specifically, and we've been really working on it, especially I'd say this past month or month and a half. Um, but we've been getting the information intuitively, like during whenever Ambi channels or when we're, she's tuning in intuitively that, um, if we don't have these uncomfortable conversations with Mm -hmm. each other, that our friendship will end the same way it has in every other lifetime, which was not well. Nope. (laughs) And that, and that all of this will be for naught. (laughs) Let's just say that. But we get to do it again. So yeah, it's but cool. we get to do it all over again. But I think that has really been a big motivator for you and I to like really face our fears, especially with each other first of like, mm-hmm. okay, this is uncomfortable and I don't want to talk about these things with you because I'd rather just avoid it. Yeah. But I really don't want to do this all over again and I really don't want this to be for nothing and I really don't want to repeat, you know, repeat the karma or whatever. So let's learn. And so we've been having some pretty, um, yeah, uncomfortable conversations about like, that makes me feel, you make me feel when you do that. What else? Yeah. Why are you being this way? What what did I do to piss you off? Yeah. Um, But you know what? Actually, I feel like also I don't feel like there's something that I can't tell you. I truly don't feel like that. Yeah. It would make me uncomfortable sometimes to be like, whoa, chick. Yeah. But I feel like, eh, it's going to be good. It's going to be okay. Well, I feel like we feel that way now, especially. And oh, I, yeah. In the beginning. I, it, but I, it's not that I've never felt like, oh, I can't tell you things. It's just like, I feel like now we feel we've been practicing it for like a month or a month and a half, especially. So it feels much easier and just like, Oh yeah, it's going to be fine. You know, like I can tell her anything because we've talked about a lot of things, but I feel like that's why we were practicing. We've been practicing on ourselves, you know, like with each other. And now this, like this past week, it's almost been like, there's been the shift in energy or in timelines, or I don't even know what's happening planetarily, but it feels like the levels have shifted and it's like, Oh, you're, you're, I know you don't like this, Amy, but you're leveling up. You're leveling up. Right. (laughs) So meaning you're going to the next level, either you can go to the next level or repeat all the shit you went through before. So with that being said, there's been a lot of situations that have come up that have been with other people that we've had to address and it, has not been as easy for me. Yeah. And it not has not been as easy. Yeah. And why hasn't it been as, as easy? Um, because I don't really know what their reaction is going to be. And then also I, I feel like, oh, don't ask for that. You're asking for too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you don't want to rock the boat too much with this. Yeah. Because if, if this happens, then I don't know. It's like too scary. So I, I really, what this week has taught me is that it's more uncomfortable to be in a state where you feel like you want to say something, but you feel like you're afraid of the outcome than actually doing the thing. 100%. That's so true. Because when you're in that state where you feel, for example, let's say like you feel like you're not, um, and I've been in this situation so many times throughout my life where 
I say I agree to a project with someone, right? Like I agree to do like a new role or something. And at first I'm so excited or I really want the job or the gig or whatever it is so much that I don't even really care what they're offering me. I'm just like, yes, Mm. yes, whatever it is. I just want them to say yes. And then cut to like a week later when I'm actually like doing the job or I'm doing the gig and I feel completely undervalued because I'm like, oh my God, this is a lot of work or this is more stressful than I thought or this is taking more of my time than I thought and I'm not being compensated correctly. And I, in the past, I've been so scared to bring that up because I literally felt like, how do you have a conversation about that? How do you tell that person, like my boss or whoever it is that hired me to do this gig, for example, that actually it's not, this isn't okay. Cause in my mind I always felt like, well, I agreed to it. So, you know, that's, that's it. Um, yeah, you got to follow through with what you agreed to. Yeah. When in actuality, everything is always an ongoing negotiation. Even when you've signed a contract, you can still renegotiate that. I've learned. Mm-hmm. So, um, good lesson. that's a good lesson. Yeah. And, and it goes kind of back to this ep- the episode we did about, or it wasn't an episode. It was a quote I posted, I think called, um, it's, it goes, everything is figure outable. And I really love that because it just, it, it illustrates that like, you can always, you can always shift something. You can always approach something in a new way. You can always figure it out. Right. And so mm-hmm. with this situation, um, yeah, in the past, it's always been so kind of the worst feeling in the world to feel like you're stuck in a situation where you're being undervalued, but you can't do anything about it. And you're scared. You know, you want to say something, but you don't know how. And so I agree. This week has been really about like, okay, so are you going to keep being in that energy of, I want to say something, but I, it's too uncomfortable and I'm too scared. So I won't. Mm-hmm. Or are you going to actually like man up or woman up? That's right. <laughs> woman up and know that like this is this is a form of like self-respect, you know? Mm, definitely. Like speaking up is a form of self-respect and a form of respect for the people that you're speaking to as well. Because otherwise what happens is you just resent them in the background you know, without them ever knowing or having a conversation about it or having a chance to like talk it out. And so you're disrespecting yourself by undervaluing yourself. And then you're disrespecting this person because you are basically building up resentment and not having a chance to have a dialogue with them about it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else is that you are, you're not giving them enough credit because they might react in a better way than you're anticipating. Mm -hmm. So Perhaps, like, I'm just thinking for some reason what came up with that was, like, um, doing your kids' homework for them because you think that they're not smart enough to do it. Mm. Explain. So, okay. So, like, let's say let's say that um, you did something to piss me off, for example, okay? And I mm-hmm. tell you, well, I don't want to tell Alexa this because then she's going to get – upset about it and she's going to get more mad at me and I don't want her to be upset with me. So I'm just going to hold it in. But in actuality, you're at a level of understanding that you might say, well, why did you get upset about this? What, what did I say that made you upset? 
And then let's talk about that. Or um, I didn't mean that was not my intention to make you upset. Oh, I meant how does it relate to the kids' homework? It was just an example. Oh, okay. <laughs> just an, an analogy. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I I think to, to piggyback on the point you just made, it's like you're also limiting the potential of that relationship because you're just like, nope. It's almost like a roadblock goes up and you're like, well, I don't know how I'm going to get past this. Like, I don't want to go there. So if you don't ever go there, then what direction are you going? You're going the opposite direction or nowhere, right? Mm. Like you're just stagnating. So that literally puts a cap on where that relationship can go because you're going to continuously, because I've done it, I know, continuously avoid having that conversation that will take it to the next level and will expand upon the relationship, whether it's a friendship, um, a a boss and an employee relationship, a Mm. a, a romantic partnership, whatever it is if you don't have that conversation, you're not going anywhere. And it makes me actually think of within my own relationship at like two retreats ago, it was actually the first retreat we did, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And I might've mentioned this again, like, or recently on another podcast, but um, when we were at the retreat and I think we did like channeling with John slash the arc nine at at that night. And um, I was essentially given the information, like, if you do not start doing what you perceive as is rocking the boat by speak, talking about how you actually feel, you're not going to go anywhere with this. Like, you're, you're, nothing is going to change in the ways that you want it to with your partnership, like my, with me and my partner. Like, you're not going to expand. You're not going to get closer. You're not going to – nothing's going to happen. And now talking about this now, I look back and I go, oh, duh, because how can anything happen? Like you, I'm right. putting roadblocks up everywhere. But at the time you were really upset about it. At the oh, time, I was so upset. Yeah. At the time you were like, what the fuck are you talking about, Arc 9 Yeah. John? The you fuck you I mean? talking about? <laughs> the fuck yeah. you talking about today? <laughs> um, yeah. And I think we've all done that where like we were talking about this earlier, but not on the podcast. Like, it's difficult to see the situation, the easiest option, when you're in the middle of the shit. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes getting that outside perspective is nice because they're not in the middle of the shit and they have no emotional ties to this. Well, maybe they do, but most of the time they have no emotional ties to the situation. So it's like a neutral party perspective, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's great to have someone outside the situation reflect this to you just like we are right now, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, and, and it's like, even with the arc nine, when they told me that I remember I was so angry about it. And so like, I was so, I was so bothered by it, but I also knew it was so true that like, I had to start having these conversations. And now like, this is what, how, what is this like a year later, less than mm-hmm. a year later, uh, Eight, November, no. it'll be a year. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I can't believe how time flies. Okay. So it in so it's almost a year. And I can honestly say like my relationship is completely different in the best way. Like it's grown so much. It's gotten so much deeper. And I'm I personally am at this point with it where it's becoming like almost automatic now when I feel a certain way to actually that's that normally in the past I would have like stuffed it down or I would have um, 
held resentment or been passive aggressive as my mm. way to to communicate. Um, I, now it's almost becoming automatic to be like, okay, I have to communicate this. Let me pick the right time to communicate how I'm feeling about this. And I mean, it's been, it's, it's, and this is the other point I think we want to make about having these uncomfortable situations is that even though it's scary and sometimes it feels like you're jumping off a cliff when you're having this conversation because it, it really feels if so vulnerable and also like, what is this person going to say? How are they going to react? What if I don't have, what if I'm being audacious, like too audacious in this conversation in saying this? Um, really, I think what you'll find is that it's like the, it's like the biggest uh, high ever. Mm-hmm. Like when you have that conversation and you stand your ground and you really express how you're feeling, even though it's uncomfortable, and, and you communicate, like, there's no better feeling after that. You're like, I did that, number one. You feel like a freaking beast. I'm putting my guns up right now. You feel like, oh, my God, I could take on the world right now. I could have – bring on more conversations. Let me have them. <laughs> um, but then you also feel like, wow, this is what I've been missing. Like, this is the, the feeling of connection and understanding from you and the other person that happens when you have those conversations feeling of authentic relating that happens when you have those conversations feel so good that you suddenly go, oh my God, I've been depriving myself of this connection this whole time, mm-hmm. you know? And it also changes the way that you be in the world. It changes yeah. the way that you act. Like today I was talking to somebody and I didn't even notice it, but the person on the other end was like, so you're just being combative with me. And I was like, Yeah, I am. It's not my intention, but yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'll stop. Cool. Thanks for keeping me in check because, and that's not something like this person would normally say, but it's nice because when you act differently, people in your world act differently because you're teaching them how to treat you. Mm -hmm. And when you, I think when you can start having conversations like this that make you uncomfortable, it also teaches you your value Mm -hmm. like in the world so that then it makes me think of other little things. Like for example, I don't know about you guys, but in, in my past, I'll be out somewhere. Let's say I'm at a restaurant or something and let's say they bring me like something that I ordered, but it's like not exactly what I ordered. Let's say, right? Like maybe I ordered no, whatever, but it came with that. Normally I would just be like, it's fine it's fine. I'll like, I'll just, I'll just pick them out. Like I'll pick the olives out or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but you know, I'll just have, even though this isn't what I ordered exactly, even this is, wasn't, this isn't what I asked for. It's fine. I'll deal. No, no big deal. Right. When I'm going to this restaurant, let's say, and I'm paying to have an experience. It's not just to have a meal. It's like, I'm paying to sit down there and eat and have an experience that feels good to me. And if something is happening within that experience that is off or I didn't ask for or whatever, normally I would just be like, it's fine, whatever. But now, when you start having these conversations, I think it gives you more, um, it gives you more inspiration to say, actually, it's okay for me to ask 
actually, can I have it the way that I asked for it? It's not mean. Yeah. It's not rude. It's what you agreed to. That was the mm-hmm. agreement, mm-hmm. you know? And so it teaches you to stand up for yourself in very little, small ways. And it teaches you that that's okay, that that's not inconveniencing anyone. That's actually your, your, uh, you're holding like the other person essentially accountable to, to, to what you asked for and what they said that they could give you type of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important. <coughs> I agree with you. I'm just choking, but I agree with you. Um, hold on one second, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind, Amy. She's just mute coughing. She, if you, if you watch the video, good vamping. Good job. <laughs> Mute coughing. Nike, you can probably do something fun with that in the video. <laughs> like, can I cough out fire? That would be cool. Oh, my God. I hope so in the future. No, I mean, like, add in, add in to Oh, graphics. yeah. Oh, that would be a good one. I like I that. I breathe fire. That doesn't sound appealing to me. <laughs> like, no offense to anybody that does that. I don't want my face to get burned up. Don't. I, I want my lips burnt. <laughs> Oh, I don't want that either, but I have this like fascination with fire spinners and Mm. fire and I've met several and like, I love watching them. And part of me is so, when I watch them, I just get so like, I want to do that. I want to do that so bad. But then another part of me, because I talked to one, one was in my Burning Man camp last year and she was actually like teaching me the fans. You ever see the like fans that are on fire? They look, look like triangles. Like fan fans? They look like fans. Oh, but I haven't they're, seen those. Uh-uh. You can swing them around on your fingers and do all kinds of crazy stuff with them. But anyway, she was kind of giving me a lesson. Not – they weren't on fire. Right. And um, I was asking her yeah. – Yeah, and I was asking her about fire. And she was like – I was like, do you ever get burned? She's like, oh, I, I get burned all the time. And I'm like, why don't I see it? She's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, it's here. Like, it's just all over. Like, I don't know. It just happens, like, when you're doing this. And part of me is just like – I'm a, I don't like getting burned. I don't even like getting burned. That's a metaphor for life right there. What? Don't like getting burned? No, no, no. Like, yeah, I'm playing with fire. I get burned all the time. Oh. It happens. It happens. I like that. Yeah. Playing with a- fire, get burned all the time. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, would you say that- but She didn't well, die. She well, that's what I was going to say. Would, yeah. would you say that what we're doing is like playing with fire? Because we're like yeah. playing with new, like- pushing boundaries. I would say anybody that takes risks or that does things that other people are afraid to do is playing with fire. Is playing with fire. Yeah. Yeah. Metaphorically playing with fire. Yeah. Yeah. Because how many people on a daily basis now, because we've been having these conversations, but a daily basis says, wow, I want to host retreats. Wow. I want to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. I want to own my own business. And then we look at them and we go, then why don't you? Mm-hmm. Well, I have to, I have to go to a class to learn how to do a podcast or I have to go to a class to learn how to do uh, meditation or I have to go to a class to learn how to do retreats. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> you certainly don't. Cause we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what does Gary Vee say? Google's your mother. Like, Google it. You're good. Google's your mother. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Google it. Or collaborate with with other people that you feel excited to create things with. Mm -hmm. Also, we can say right now that we we just realize we have – 
well, we, we've sold out our most, this, our lioness leadership retreat. And we just, and we just realized that we've sold out every retreat that we've done. And we were talking today and we're like, we sold out every retreat that we've done. And we never did a retreat before that. Like, (laughs) and we didn't go to a class. No one taught us anything. We just freaking winged it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Surprise to everybody that's going and that has gone. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. I think we've been fairly upfront about that though, but just, just, Just I don't know. Just letting you guys know. I don't know if it's a huge surprise. No exchanges, nothing like that. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) But we, I think our intention is important. And I think, I do think that there is something to be said for talent. I really do because I feel like if you host a retreat but you really suck at like planning stuff and planning and events because there's a lot of work that goes into it yeah in the buildup you know yeah um so if you really suck at that you might not be good at it like (laughs) like for real or like owning a business right well if you're not if you don't do certain things then you might not be real great at it but you don't need a like a business license, not a, wait, a business degree <laughs> yeah, or a business plan or like all of these things that like society tells you you have to have before you take the leap of faith. Yeah. I think, I think talent comes into it because as you said, like for example, with the retreats, it does take a lot of organization and planning ahead mm-hmm. of time and, and, and also forward thinking, like yeah. thinking, anticipating what's going to come up. I think that's a really big key, like anticipating like, okay, well, what happens if this happens? Well, what happens if this happens? Let's think ahead to this situation, right? So you're, you're anticipating all that to make it run as smoothly as possible. But, um, but I, I think, again, that's why it's important to team up with people who, if you feel like you're missing a skill, team up with someone who has that skill like, or who mm-hmm. has what you lack, right? Because yep. when you come together, and that's what Ambrosia and I do, and that's what Ambrosia and Leah and I do when we do the retreats, we all bring something different to the table and we all um, can compensate when the other person, where the other person lacks. But then it, beyond that, like beyond that piece of talent or skills, like it's just about jumping in, you know? It's yeah. just about saying, I'm going to do it. It might suck. It might suck. Like, I don't know. It, it could very well not go well the first time, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. And that doesn't mean that it's wrong. Anything went wrong. Maybe what you did was exactly right. Are you gonna? Are you doing an ASMR thing over there? Because we can really hear your feather. Do, sorry, I really want to do that episode though. We will. Um, but you know what I'm thinking about? What? My first live psychic reading that I did, like the psychic event. Yeah. You remember that shit show? So like, I wasn't there. <laughs> you weren't there, but I called you. Oh, after you called me crying, crying so hard. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the first one I ever did, it was free. Because I didn't feel like I was worth charging any money. Okay? Mm. Big mistake. I've had several mediums and psychics tell me since then, like, you always charge. So I had a lot of people there. I had, I would say, 20 to 25 people there. And I had five to six of those people basically come to show that I was bullshit, which is not something you want (laughs) at your first event. 
And they were sitting in the front row. And that's that why was, you charge. And that's why because you charge. Because the people who want to say you're bullshit do not want to pay money they don't to say you're bullshit. don't the $10 to say I'm bullshit. Yeah. So yeah. I literally, I literally botched. I've never tanked, never tanked this hard. Um, like I remember halfway through just being like, I'm just going to fucking go. Like, I'm just going to walk off this, <laughs> just turn around this and area. Leave. I'm just going to fucking leave and go home and cry. Like, this is bullshit. And then, like, what was upsetting me the most was that I was reading people. And there were people um, – I was reading this one woman in particular. I hope she's listening. I was reading this one woman in particular. And she's like, nope, that's not right. That's not right. And her friends were elbowing her. And they're like, no, she's right. Like, do you don't remember? And she's like, oh, no, I know she's right. She's connecting to my uncle. But I told her I wanted to talk to my brother. Mm. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? Yeah. You can't throw me a bone? Throw me a bone. I'm a human <laughs> being. But anyway, so went home, had a real good cry. Cried the next day, too. Um, told myself <laughs> I was never going to do that again. That was never <laughs> happening. And then Alexa quickly swift kicked me in the ass and was like, the hell you're not going to do it again. Like, <laughs> like that's, I don't remember what you said, but it was motivational. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so then um, I've been doing live events and all. <laughs> you make me sound like now. a stage mother. <laughs> now you're not going to get back up there. We got to eat. <laughs> Mama's got to eat. You got to use your, what God gave you, baby, and just get up there and see those spirits and, and hear those guides and channel those aliens, okay? This is a cry for help, people. This is what you got to do. I, I would do it if I had been given the gift, but, you know, this is how the cards have been dealt, so you're just going to have to get back up there and make those dollars, okay? I imagine that's what stage moms do. If I had the, if I had the cute little cheeks that you have, I would be in the pageant. But you, you, it's you. This is you. No, I have. Remember that show that was out? Yeah, Dance Moms. No, I watched that too. Pageant. Pageant moms. Girls. Yeah, there's yeah. something like that. Yeah, I remember one of the moms. If you're on YouTube, this is gonna be great. If you're not, like, you're just gonna have to imagine this. But the little girl was like, I don't want to wear makeup. And the mom was like, you don't want to wear makeup. <laughs> and like gritting her teeth at her. And I was like, shit. Dude, it's kind of crazy when you see like Honey Boo Boo, for example, right? Like, you know, Honey yeah. Boo Boo. Yeah. But like you've, you don't realize like you've only like, – you just like see her and make – or uh, Honey Boo Boo. But I don't know. When oh, no. Girls I've seen are, her without makeup. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying when you – like, I don't know. It's just interesting. It it's is interesting. interesting when you see girls with full makeup. And then off. And no makeup. Or yeah. like guys with full makeup. And it's That's, like, holy shit. You're gorgeous. And yeah. then no makeup. And it's like, you're just a regular guy. Okay, yeah. cool. cool. Yeah. Well, it's art. Like it's it really art. Is. Art can do – you can create anything on your face really. And honestly, I think that's why I have like – a love-hate relationship with makeup. Because, like, on one hand, I love makeup because I used to be really good at doing it for other people and myself. Honestly, recently, I don't know. I haven't done it a lot recently. But I think I have some subconscious thing about it. Like, <clears throat> I'm, like, afraid to wear it and then, like, have it off and then it be like, oh, this is less than. Does that make any sense? No, because you have no makeup on right now and we're on YouTube. 
No, I'm saying, so if I'm constantly like wearing makeup mm. and well, then we've like- we've already all seen you without it. I know that's why you're constantly seeing me without it. Oh, <laughs> because I'm just like, oh, whatever. Like, just this is me. Like, just I'm not judging people who wear makeup. I'm just saying I had some weird thing about it where, like, it's almost like feels like I'm. I love makeup because it's fun to play with. But if I'm literally doing like a full makeup face, I almost feel like, well, what's the point of this? Because this isn't actually who I am or what they're gonna see. Like, because mm. I'm not gonna do it every day type of thing. So it's. I don't know. I have a weird thing with makeup that I'm going to have to resolve. I wish that I was that artistic. Like I've always really wanted to be an artist and do the makeup and things. And I can do like some of it, but like the foundation, I have really thin skin under my eyes. So yeah. when people put foundation on me, it like clumps Cakes. together. Yeah. And I get real mad about that. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't need it to look like I have extra wrinkles. That's not necessary. Yeah, exactly. So so my skin is always shiny because I never wear concealer or foundation or anything like that. But really reconsidering it with these Snapchat filters and shit like that because I'm like, damn, look at look at yeah. look at what you could look like, Gamby. Look at this. You just get some it cat seems- eyes going on and that's true. I do want to like, I don't know. It is fun to just like express yourself like with a little like lip or like cat eye, like you're saying, but like, I feel like it's like the whole thing, like doing the whole thing. Like you're literally like wearing an, a face, which again is fine, but it just feels like, am I going to do this every day? I would have to keep this up. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how we got into talking this about this. This is hysterical. Yeah. You know what I do like? Eyebrows. Fucking love it. I love like penciling my eyebrows in and I like contouring my cheeks too. Yeah. And you know what I learned? I'm going to tell everybody this. I make my nose appear smaller on Facebook Live because it's got like this thing at the bottom that I don't care for anymore. you just do like this? Yeah. I just contour it. And it's like fucking magic. (laughs) It's amazing. I fucking love it. Contouring is amazing. It's like light and shadow. Yes. Wild. Wild. That's art. You are an artist, my friend. Yeah. But the eyeliner thing I can't figure out. So if someone wants to help maybe me with I can do your makeup. Oh my god, I'm gonna do your makeup in Austin when we do like our little photo shoot. Oh my god, I w- I'll be so ex- I'm so excited now. I'm already excited. Yay. Yay. Well <laughs> this is uh this has been awesome and we started bringing- off real strong yeah. and we diverted and we just a little bit. Went to a chat, but that's okay. <laughs> um so This is your PSA. Have the uncomfortable conversation. Just try it. (laughs) And if you need someone to encourage you or hold your hand, you can tell us about your uncomfortable conversation that you need to have in our private Facebook group, which is called Inner Bloomers. And if you're not already in there, just type it in on Facebook. We will will approve you and then we can all chat. Um, But yeah, tell us about what you, you know, the conversation. We can be there to like hold your hand and support you and be like, yeah when you do it because that's a good feeling too that is and also if you're really good at makeup give us some tips on inner bloomers let us know yeah yeah maybe there's like i saw a five minute tutorial full face makeup damn i never did it but five minutes is pretty quick i watched hillary duff do her uh full face in like a seven minute tutorial and i was like do you know who hillary duff is yeah okay yeah (laughs) 
It's Lizzie McGuire after all. My God. I never you watched know. that show. Oh my God. Okay. That was like my that was my show when I was growing up. Anyway, I hope you all have an amazing Monday when this is coming out. We love you. Oh, let us thank our Patreons. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna record a okay. No more talk about the soundboard. We got to freaking do it. Whitney Kanika, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sean Doe, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Sammy Jean, Renee Hart, Priscilla Marquez, Nicolette Pierce, Mimi Abnetter, Marabella Munsey, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kelly M. Bates, Kasha Vashnevitz, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Jamie Purinton, Heather Keeper, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda, Bex Boo, Alex Latiri, Alex Anderson, Adonica Haskell, Alicia D'Amico, and Nike. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you all. And can I just say, like, our Patreons are freaking awesome. It is so cool getting to know more of you through all of the things that we do with our Patreons. It's, like, really, like, our private conversations with ARC9 group has, like, gotten so tight. Like, it's just, like, we all, like, I feel like we're – what do I feel like? It's, like, that – I feel like it's like the Harry, you know, it's like in Harry Potter when they all, like, meet after school to, like, start practicing, like, Mm. like defending – you know, the yeah. school or whatever. Yeah. It, it kind of feels like that or like we're all like a, like, a, I don't know, a mini witch gang, but it's just like a nice like support group and we all meet twice a month and we get to come together and really like hear what's going on in each other's lives and be there for each other and share wisdom. And it's just so cool. So thank you guys. Thank you all for being our Patreons and we just love getting to know you and looking forward to getting to know even more of you. And yeah, that's all, folks. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 